Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day, a great day here at The Toast, because although we are, you know, transatlantically separated, Jax and I are humping each other virtually, virtually. today. It's a yeah. virtual hump. It's still is, good. I'm still getting so off. 2020. Oh, God. Yeah. Virtual hugs to everyone. Yeah. Never mind. NVM. Never mind. I'll just be Humphrey today. How are you, I'll sexy? I'll just be Dan Humphrey. You're, you are Dan Humphrey. No, I'm no, not. No. That's like actually an That's insult. Mean. I would never. Yeah. Who do you think you are in Gossip Girl? Like, I'm definitely Dorota. You are Dorota. I think. I think I am. I'm Blair. Let's get real. I'm a Blair. Um, You're either um, like a Blair, Serena, or a Jenny. I feel like I'm kind of like a Georgina, actually. You're not really. All I know is I'm not a Vanessa. No. Um. Hey, sexy. Why'd no, you change I'm your a, shirt? I'm oh, Lily. I keep trying to call you sexy. I'm like, Lily. Except the compliment. I'm Lily because I got. I have your answer. Okay, you, I saw a video of you this morning taking care of Harry wearing a sexy form-fitting shirt that made you look so sexy. Like, your breasts looked large and perky. Your belly was bumping. Like, why'd you change? You looked great. I, I'm wearing that shirt underneath. Oh. But I always have, like, I have the sweatshirt around my waist. It's just, it's comforting. And you just never know how things are going to look on the camera. Yeah. So I don't want to do a whole show, like, thinking I look one way, seeing it another way. And, you know, I'd rather just be my cozy self. That's why I try not to watch this show. I just feel like what I look like on camera to other people is really none of my business. You watch the show every day. I I don't watch it every day, but a lot of days I will recap, listen, and like maybe see what we need to clip. But I don't watch it. Like I pull it up on YouTube and then I'm on my phone. Like I, it's in this little square at the top. I don't really look at myself. Got it. I don't mind the YouTube. It's really the reels. There's something about like the way that the reels crop that I just hate how I look. So I'm like... I'm not taking any chances. Do you want us to start zooming out on the reels? There was, there's only so much we could zoom out. I tried I that once. Like the, the frame is the frame. I don't know what it is. It's like how on Microsoft Word, like if you drag a photo to make it, it bigger without changing like. No, then it's like the warped ratio. fun house. If you change the ratio. Yes, it's a warped fun house. And I just can't have that. I want to enjoy our reels. I want Gen Z to love me they do as they do so sweatshirt it is it's wednesday which means we have a fabulous show because we have dear toasters and we actually have an update from a pretty popular dear toasters that uh i think it was maybe last year i don't know any concept of time it could no, have been 2007 for claudia everything is three to four months ago 
or or like 2015 i really yeah, i or, cannot or three to four years yeah i cannot concept like visually concept concept is can you use it as a verb conceive conceive whatever um but that's also a great time to mention if you loved your toasters as much as we do on our patreon yesterday we dropped a podcast full episode like 45 minutes of all dear toaster submissions we had some really funny and interesting conversations about you know the intersectionality of chivalry and feminism where do we land honestly i don't know not you um, using the word intersectionality it's kind of like one of my favorite words but no you were grasping for it yesterday but you didn't and find ever it. No, I found it on the podcast yesterday. And ever since I like realized that's the word I've been looking for, I feel like sometimes I say like convergence or like I just make some shit up. Intersection. That's the word I'm always looking yeah, intersection for. Intersection is a known term, you know, the intersection. But intersectionality yeah. is much more vast. No, I feel like it's kind of one of those like buzz new age words. Yeah. That like, like when someone says like the intersection, like I'm always going to roll my eyes. But like it's kind of an amazing word. Yeah. Take it back, turdy. I'm taking it back. So there's a new Patreon. If you don't get enough of your Dear Toasters fixed today, which you will because we have a great update and two really good submissions, um, head over to patreon.com slash toast to hear Jackson Claude doling out some, you know, some wonderful advice coming for Abby's neck. Yeah, you're obsessed with taking Abby down even though you've already killed her. No, Abby like set the, she really opened the door for us to be able to yeah. do Dear Toasters. But ever since she opened the door, I, it's on my mission to become bigger than her. I know, I just want when people say like, you know, it's now be, uh, become like a colloquial term, like dear Abby. It's not even about Abby. It's just about like the concept no, of giving advice. And I want to replace that. I want people to say thing is dear called, toasters. Our thing is called dear toasters because of dear Abby. Like you have to, I know. you have to respect those who came before you. I'm taking the Abby down. I don't know. The, dear toasters is only like one tenth of our show. So it's not even like we invest. It's not like we do it every day. Like Abby committed her life to advice. She did. Actually. I don't know if we could say the same. I feel like I've committed my life to bettering others' lives. Yes, yes, I agree. And advice is a part of that. Just can't she have her advice? Yeah. Crown. I guess. I, I guess I'll let her legacy remain intact for today. For she lives. Now. She lives to see another but day. But who knows after today's dear toasters? Right. Right. Um, so we've got a great show. It's Wednesday. Jax is here. Claude is here. And very soon, Jax and Claude will be together again. Yes. Tomorrow will be our last show. Miles and miles apart. Yes. And it'll also, just want to remind everyone, I feel like I can't say it enough times, there is no show on Friday. Unless you're a Patreon member, we'll have a pre-recorded episode with Ben and Claude dropping on Friday so you don't um, miss out on anything. And then next week, yeah, Jax and I are together, but we also, it, we are missing episodes next week. It is the holiday of Pesach, Passover, happy Passover to all of our Jewish toasters. So we will be taking two days off next week to celebrate, you know, the holiday of matzah and freedom passing over. It's really the holiday of freedom. Is it? Yeah, the slaves were freed from in Egypt. Oh, right. Let my people go. How does that verse go? When it, Moses was in, in Egypt, Egypt land, let my people go. It's one of my favorite holidays and my least favorite holidays because you can't eat any bread, which is for like two weeks, which is so annoying. And it's not just bread, it's grain. So it's like rice. It's so much shit that I love. And it's my favorite holiday because there's so much singing. 
There's a lot of singing. There's two nights of festivities, two nights of singing. That is mandatory. Yeah. Like the mitzvah is not completed until you've sung. And there are a lot of really good Passover snacks and really good workarounds, you know, like you can have French fries. Yeah, potato, uh, potato saving the day. Potato saves the day. I love a potato. You know how I feel about a baked potato. Halachma, halachma anya. So many bangers that like I've known like my whole life, you know, and I really only sing them once a year. And it's crazy how like, you know, you never forget them. It's not like yeah. I practice them, I swear. Sure. I swear, I don't. Sure, she goes home. I just practiced my solo. I just practiced my solo. What's my solo again? Yeah, if you are familiar with the Seder, you know, festivities, there's one particular part of the prayer that is so sickening. It's so, like, it's really harmonious. And, you know, I I love my family because they've given me that part to kind of lead. And make your own. (laughs) And make my own and really, like, put my foot in. And you do. And I do. Year after year. Year after year, she doesn't disappoint. So it's it's a good holiday coming up. It's not Yom Kippur where we have to fast. So let's just be grateful for that. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful. I'm excited. I'm excited that you're coming. Flamingo yes. toast. It's but gonna I'm be great. I'm not staying at your house. I'm staying at Olivia's house this time. I know, but I have Tesla, so I could come pick you up any day or time. Oh my God, we will no longer. Whenever in the pa- you've lived in Florida what for nine months? Eight months. Uh, and every time know. I've come down there, I've spent a significant amount of time there, pr- probably like in total, maybe six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. We have been prisoners. We're stranded. Of, like Of Jackie's home, of Zach's schedule, because if Zach has the car for work, like we're not going to take the car from him. He has to work. Like we have been prisoners. We like can't go to lunch. We can't do any of the fun things that we want to do. We can't do like a mukbang fast food in the car. Like nothing. 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 And if we, and if we do, it's like, Cut short. Oh, I need the car. Come home. Oh, my God. Prisoners. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe we could borrow the Shapiro's car. But the Shapiro's literally have two kids. Like, yeah, yeah busy their, schedules. Their car they can't is just never available. The car. And their car is huge. Like, right. I can't And when drive it is it. available, we have to drive the bus. They literally drive a school bus. The biggest Jeep you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Yeah. So now that I have Tesla, it's going to be a whole different sort of trip. Well, you know what we are? We're just two girls with, with freedom. Freedom is a highway. Oh, I was going to do freedom. I won't let you down. Freedom. I will not give you a freedom. I think mine's just like a little more pertinent. Because on the nose. It's, a, it's about driving. It's a little more on the nose. I agree. And so even though you're not staying with me, it'll feel like there's no distance between us because I have Tesla. So it, it won't feel like we're miles apart. All I want to do is be with Turdy Lou, be with Turdy Lou, Lou. there's nothing we can't do. I should make a really great car playlist for us, filled with all the songs we love to sing virtually. Toast tunes. And then we'll Patreon. Oh, and you know, Tesla has karaoke, which I now pay for. Right, right, like a big dope, yeah. No, not like a big dope. I need all the Tesla features. I didn't get this fucking car for nothing. That's true. You know what I mean? No, I got a Tesla to say, oh, no, take your features. Keep them. Right, right. Keep your features. I'm shy. (laughs) I don't want features. No, karaoke, no. (laughs) Not me. I have to look at the road, literally. How are the stories today? Stories are storying. I wouldn't say there's like the big news. I would say it's 
four equally unimportant stories with one important food news item. Is it, you know what? I don't want to spoil it. I'm excited. You could ask for a clue. No, it's okay. Do you think you know what story it is? Food news. I'm not sure if you know about this, but it's extremely important that you know. Is it a collab? No. Is it a new menu item? New variation on a beloved menu item. That makes it sound like small potatoes, but it's not. It's big news. Is it a new flavor of McFlurry? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, I didn't hear about it. Don't spoil what it is. I won't, but yeah. Wow. I meant to tell you when I was in Lisbon and I ate McDonald's 47 times because it was the only food I liked, um, how popular and prevalent on the menu the McPlant was. I, I think the McPlant is like popping in international markets. I'm happy for the international folks that- Toasters. They get to experience McPlant, even though I'm kind of like off of imitation meat. Imitation mm. meat. Is that a pregnancy thing? Well, it's it has to do with pregnancy because it's like I'm trying not to eat stuff that's fake, but mm. like that stuff is crap. No, it's really, and I feel like it's made in a lab. Just like, like anything else once in a while, you know, if I'm at a burger joint and everyone's having burgers and I get to have an impossible, like sure. But as far as like it being a replacement for- other protein like it's not for me it's not it's not cutting it no it's just too fake and no, I keep we, it I keep it real dirty no we, we're just not trying to have like fake toxic energy in our lives no like I don't deal with fake people why would you deal with fake meat I don't know it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense we're stopping that now we're, yeah I'd rather just have like a morning star veggie burger like we're so like anti-fraudulence like in our brand and we really should carry that through to all aspects of our lives our diet included yeah yeah that's why I only eat real food from McDonald's well that's why you only eat like real meat from McDonald's because they have even though they like, have the meats we should go to Arby's we shouldn't for go the McBong but it's like the word what would the fuck would we eat at Arby's the meats you're, you can't eat meats, and I would literally never. Okay, let's let, let's pull up the Arby's menu and say I've, what yeah. we would eat. Why don't I've you pull this up too? I've never had Arby's, and I do know that Arby's is one of the only fast food franchises that has um, curly fries. Curly fries, yeah. So curly swirly uh, fries. I would get curly swirly. Okay, here Arby's, order ahead. Okay, see these yes. sandwiches with like their vagina looking meats. Like Stop. I'm not. Oh, sorry, crispy juicy chicken, the tender bites. That's what I would have. Oh, they have a chicken slider sandwich. Honestly, this looks fire flames. They have crispy fish wait, sandwich wait, meal. Look at Jackie. Look at the dessert. They have so many different types of cookies. Apple turnover, chocolate shakes. Oh, kids menu. Okay, what do they got? Oh my god, they have pouches. Oh. Kids menu is a chicken slider sandwich, which like, literally looks so good. And then the chicken nuggets meal. I didn't know they had chicken nuggets at Arby's. I'll go now. Yeah, there's really nothing for me except for a crispy fish sandwich. Like how is Ugh. that possible? But um, I'm not going to just like impose my preferences on this whole business. So I just don't I'll know. I'll get who the like, curly fries and the loaded fries. I don't know who would like. All right, let's Mozzarella go to fast sticks. food. Oh, wow. I don't know who like would think to themselves, okay, let's go get fast food. Should we get McDonald's? Should we get Burger King? Should we get Wendy's or should we get the roast beef gyro from Arby's? Like who would think that? People would think that. Like, and people are That's allowed crazy. to think that, Turdy. Don't they yuck are, their they yums. Are. People would look at that whole menu and they would say, who would get chicken fingers at a place like this when there's such an assortment? Well, anyone who says that is so toxic. You don't need that kind of energy in your life. And that's how they feel about you, the gyro lovers. 
It's actually so true. And they don't even have gyro at McDonald's or Burger King. So like there's only one place to go and it's Arby's. Let's, let's talk about gyro and people who pronounce it hero. I don't know them. Do you know that that's like a common pronunciation? Is that the proper pronunciation? I don't know. I don't know. But like we're not in Greece. This is America, okay, I have a question. It's gyro. What if you want a gyro hero? That would, that, great question. <laughs> then you would say, hi, I would like a hero hero. It's confusing. No, it's a fire point you bring up. Yeah. Case closed. I guess you'd have to break it up. You'd say, hi, I'd like the hero, please. And they're like, would you like that on a bun or a hero? And then you'd say hero just to like, you know, for, for clarity purposes. You say, I need a hero. I'm, I'm looking out for, for a hero, hero to the till end, the of, end the of the night. Yeah, that's what you would say. Love a hero. All I kinds don't. of heroes. What's wrong with a hero? A uh, food hero. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for like, you know, people who do brave things. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of a gyro hero, um, no. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. And you cast your fears aside. That's one of my favorite Mariah Carey songs. And in my opinion, one of the more underrated ones. It's so good. It's so beautiful. Hero is such a great word. And on the one hand, I feel like it's not used enough. But on the other hand, I'm glad because it should be used so sparingly so that it maintains its pristine meaning. Uh, We need to preserve the word hero. I completely agree. I'm glad it hasn't been overused to the point where it means nothing anymore yeah i could see like on tiktok being like oh my god that lip gloss is a sleigh you're a hero no by the way (laughs) for sure i hope that never happens (laughs) but i'm also not here for the feminization you know she's a heroine no a woman can be a hero too oh i feel like you would have the opposite take why like there's word for man and there's word for woman no because to be honest, when you look at the words hero and heroin, like hero feels stronger. Well, because also heroin is a drug. Right, right. So true. And I think it's literally spelled the same way. No. Female hero has an E at the end. Doesn't heroin the drug too? No. Okay. I just, still, I'm not. Like why, why? It just makes, you know why? what? It makes me feel stupid. Like if I do something brave, like I don't want the special word. Like I want the word that everyone uses and that's hero. And you think it should be a gender fluid word. If I rescue a cat from a tree and put my own life at risk, I'm a hero, bitch. Do not go and call me a heroine. Also, because I feel like when I think about a heroine, I think of like, you know, some of the books that I read, like historical fiction and like this heroine oh, totally, who's just totally. like, she's doing really good stuff for sure. But she's like low key irresponsible. No, no, she's good. Like it's all good. But if a man were doing those things, I don't know if we'd call him a hero. Like, I feel like the bar is higher for hero and the bar mm-hmm. is a little lower for heroine. You know what? That's an excellent take. I agree as well. That's now that I'm talking through it. That's right. what I'm feeling like. So I actually agree with you. I want to be a hero. I, w- I would like to be a hero. And then I'd like to eat a hero. <laughs> a hero hero? <laughs> Bring it back. No, a hero hero. So have you ever had gyro? That should be your next TikTok video. Where can I get kosher gyro? Oh, I'm sure you could get kosher gyro at like an Israeli restaurant. Oh, actually, definitely. Like for sure. And like, what is gyro? (laughs) No such a good question. It's like beef that's like cooked hard. 
It's like hard, no? Is, is it supposed to be hard or that's bad, Gyro? I don't know. And it's like, where is the line between Gyro and Jerky? No, no, I don't think your Gyro is supposed to be Jerky. I think that's like, oh, I had bad Gyro. Jer- no, because I think like be, gy- you can get your gyro it. crispy. You can get crispy gyro, but that's yeah crispy. Like regular gyro should be a little juicy. Wow, I just want to say when you Google gyro, the first thing that comes up is Arby's.com. And it says this search may also be relevant to, gy- to gyro's Arby. It's just because it's listening to us. Okay, gyro's is a meat cooked on a vertical rotisserie. Sounds like shawarma. Sounds like shawarma. Then sliced and served, wrapped or stuffed in a pita bread. Wait. Google now, what's the difference between gyro and shawarma? Maybe it's just a different word for it. Right. There's plenty but like of that. same cuisine. No, like maybe in different places they call it's it like different how things. Salsa is salsa and in other countries it's like bruschetta. Yeah, but like I think gyro in, is Greek. So in Greece okay. they call it gyro, in Israel they call it shawarma. By the way, so the biggest difference is in their flavor profiles. So I think at its core, in terms of like what it is and how it's cooked, it's the same. But gyros have like that Greek fresh taste and shawarmas have the more Middle Eastern spicy complex flavor. Got it. So it's about the spices. Yeah, it's about the spices. It's always about the spices. Yeah. Spices could spice anything up. And power to the world. Spice up your life. Every boy and every girl. Spice up your life. People of the world. Spice up your life. People are going to complain there's too much singing today. But you guys, it's, like, don't waste your 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 keystrokes because we will we're never not listening. stop. We're not listening. And Actually, you know what? There's not waste one your, part. Waste your keystrokes. Give us that engagement. Yeah, yeah. Give us the engagement. But there's not one part of that criticism that even remotely touches me, like, that I absorb in the least. Like, no. I think that's what sets us apart from Abby. Does Abby sing? She wishes. <laughs> No. So true. No, that's not a valid criticism. I rebuke. No, like, I'm sure it's valid for you. Like, you didn't like the singing part of this episode, but like, we love it. So that trumps your dislike. I don't even want to add anything because what you said was so perfect. We love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're loving it. Really bringing it back full circle to McDonald's, McPlant. That's how this conversation started. Got it. So we're not, we're saying no to fake. Yes to real. No. We're stopping the negative self-talk and we're dressing like a whore. And we're singing. And we're quoting ourselves. Who else? <sighs> if not us, who's going to quote us? Oh, I thought you were going to say, if not us, who are we going to quote? Both. That's what I meant the first time. And then I'm like, but then also, who else is going to quote us if not us? It's so true. Like, sorry, we're out here preserving our legacy so that Abby doesn't come back from the dead and try and, and come for Claudia's neck right yeah so we've got a great show I think it's time to dive in because we also have dear toasters and it's just it's a great day to be a toaster tis so without further ado here are the fast five stories that you need to know today and today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor that we're really excited about top golf it's golf it's not golf it's top golf so uh Jackie and I had the distinct privilege of visiting the Top Golf in Nashville. Was that last year or two years two ago? Two years ago. Oh my god, we had the best night out. Um it was a girls' trip and we spent the whole Friday night at Top Golf. The food was so good. Um, and we had so much fun playing golf, even though we're not like huge golf girls. It was really the perfect spot for a girls' night. And I think that kind of uh 
surprised us a little bit because again we're not like super into golf but the vibes were immaculate and the golf was so fun like we got so competitive we really did everyone played like there's a leaderboard I did win I feel like that's really she important did. like every time we do this ad to remind you guys that I won when we played top golf but really anyone can win if you're skilled Clearly. enough like me yeah it was also just like a great place to meet because we were all girls and a bunch of us were single like it was a great place to meet people it was so much fun um and so obviously they have a lot of stuff that makes them golf you know they've got the clubs the balls the tees the turf um but they also have a bunch of stuff that's not golf like great music giant targets giant tvs handcrafted food and beverage menus it's so much fun so if you don't play golf it doesn't matter because everyone can play top golf even if you can't swing a club the food and beverages are so good it's the only place where you can play around and then order another it's also super comfortable they have all the fun of outside but with the comforts of inside they have comfortable heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer we went when it was hot and we were not hot at all mm -hmm. they had you know real temperature regulation which is somebody very temperature focused I really appreciate it um, so it's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Perfect Bar. So if you're looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good, look no further than Perfect Bar. With their lineup of fresh from the fridge protein bars, per Perfect Bar is exactly what you and your family need. So it's made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has a variety of products like protein bars, little snack size bars that are also good and good for you. And you'll be sure to find something you love. The texture of the bar is like a cookie dough texture. It's creamy and full of flavor. Um, and now they come in a snack size, which is packed with six grams of proteins and 150 calories. So a little goes a long way. Um, that's a perfect size to throw in your purse. Like you keep it in the fridge because the ingredients contain no artificial preservatives and they're made with whole food ingredients. So you store it in the fridge and then while you're leaving for the day, if you're going to the gym or you just have a long day of meetings, throw it in your purse. You'll avoid that like crash. It'll keep you full. It'll keep you up and at them, George McFadden. Um, and if you aren't convinced already, they also have a uh, non-GMO project verification. They're gluten-free, soy-free, low GI and kosher. Happy Passover. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite So for a limited time They're offering you a chance To try their refrigerated protein bars for free Here's how it works Sign up for email or text Upload a picture of your receipt From your local grocery store And they'll reimburse you For the cost of one bar It'll go directly into your Venmo Or PayPal account All you have to do Is go to perfectsnacks.com Slash toast To get a free perfect bar today That's perfectsnacks.com Slash toast To get a free perfect bar today Happy snacking Thank you Claudia You're welcome Jackie our first story, Kelly Ripa is on the cover of Variety this month talking about being a power woman of 2023. She is talking about her career and she's talking about substantial things. Mm. She said that live executives at live banished her to a janitor's closet instead of an office during her early years on the show. Kelly Ripa claims the executives banished her to a janitor's closet instead of giving her an office during her early years on the morning show. The longtime co-host admitted in a new interview that she had known how difficult that had she known how difficult her first three seasons would have been. She might not have taken the gig in the first place. She said it was the strangest experience I've ever had in my life. I was told that I couldn't have an office. She also said that she was not given maternity leave, vacation time or a wardrobe budget when she joined live in 2001. She said it didn't make a whole lot of sense, especially because there were empty offices that I could have easily occupied. She said when she asked about moving one to 
to one of the available rooms, producers told her they were reserved for executives visiting from the West Coast. She said it was after my fourth year that they finally cleaned out the closet and put a desk in there for me. And so I was working in the janitor's closet with a desk so that I could have a place to put things. However, after original host Regis left the show in 2011, Kelly assumed she would finally get an actual office, only to be snubbed once again for her incoming male counterpart, Michael Strahan. They said, oh no, we're saving that. And I said, saving it for what? And they go, well, for when the new guy comes. And I looked at them and I said, I am the new guy. I just moved my things. I forced my way into the office because I, because I couldn't understand how I would still be in the janitor's closet and somebody new would come in and get the office. She said the experience was just another reminder to Kelly that female anchors were viewed as sidekicks rather than the main talent. She said it was like watching the same movie all over again. All of those offices that were not available to me were suddenly made available with walls knocked down to make them twice as big. It was fascinating for me to watch the need to make the new guy comfortable and respected, but I couldn't use those offices. I had to use the broom closet. She said not only that, but she was not given her own bathroom and had to share a public restroom with the live studio audience, despite the male co-anchors having their own stall. She said, picture this. We have a studio audience, like 250 people, and I have to queue up. She noted that it was extraordinarily exhausting to have to wait in line while she was pregnant. Okay, them not giving her maternity leave is like the craziest thing I've ever heard and like grounds for lawsuits. Um, but it's also what we were just talking about. Like, how do you host yeah. a live show and go on maternity leave? A daily live where you are 50% of the show. Mm-hmm. There's no, that's us not that like we're live with Regis and Kelly we're obviously so much bigger but um 100% she really I guess is a good example to look at and there's the answer she didn't have maternity leave no but she's not a good example to look at because she's an employee of like a major company and legally companies like that have to provide some sort of maternity I don't know I don't know what the law is I don't think that they have to well, I, I find a lot of what she says really interesting, and I think the maternity leave thing is like beyond disgusting. But I don't necessarily agree with her. How it's like women are women anchors are viewed as sidekicks. No, actually, she was just a part of a show where the template was it was Regis's show, and yeah. now and and the women were sidekicks, and now it's Kelly's show, and the men are sidekicks. Like she has a rotating crew of people who come in every few years, and then she has all these guests. Like it's Kelly's show now, whereas yes. before it was Regis's show, and yes. Kelly was the when sidekick. When it was Regis's show, I think like yeah, that what she you know she sat and didn't have an office and sat in the janitor's closet. But then when it, when Regis left, and they Michael didn't give her was getting the Regis treatment, and it's like no, right. you're the sidekick. Yeah. And she interpreted that to be because he is male and she is female that he was getting the male treatment, not the Maybe maybe that's what the networks treatment. Maybe that's what the network's goal was. Like maybe their intention wasn't to make it like the Kelly show. It was have to to continue having Kelly as that sort of cuz that's what the show's format was for many years, like Kathy Lee and Regis. Like it was a man it was really like the man's show with like a female kind of Vanna White co-hosty vibe. But yeah. Kelly really, you know what? She really did make it her own. Yeah, but they also changed the name to Live with Kelly and Michael. And I think that if they meant for it to be Michael's show, it would have been Michael and Kelly. No, that's true. I think there was probably a lot of confusion at that time. I think Kelly had been waiting 10 years to take Regis's spot whenever that time came. And I'm sure the network saw it a little differently. So I understand how there was friction. We also know that Regis and Kelly did not have a good relationship. So it's very possible that that... um, toxicity was kind of the environment of the show too like the people who worked for Regis were team Regis yeah yeah but I mean when you look at it at a whole like she's been doing the show now for 
22 years like it's still top of the rating she still has True. so much energy like she really is a staple in everyone's morning like I feel like she really fought her way there yeah and she obviously took her what is the phrase where you take your lemons no like when you to it's to mean like make the most of what you get no no it's kind of like hazing like you take what your licks I don't know Pay your dues. Yeah, sure, but there's a take your phrase as well. But she paid her dues and, it, you know, she didn't get the star treatment for 23 years. Yeah, no, that's, it's actually really shocking. Yeah. It's also a nice change of pace to read something from Kelly that actually has substance and it's not just about how many times, you know, Mark Consuelos eats her ass a month. Yeah, well, they do have w crazy FaceTime sex, apparently. Not in this interview, but that's the other headline about Kelly this week. Get you a girl who could do both. Get you a girl who could do both, preferably more of the former and less of the latter, but sure. Yeah, but I think also it's, I feel like she, if she had to, you know, everyone sees their own career and like their own troubles differently than how the world sees them. Like, I just look at Kelly and I'm like, she's Kelly. She's every morning. Like, yeah, she's at the top of the industry. But I feel like for Kelly, I feel like she might have like a hard time getting taken seriously a little bit. And so she does those like little people magazine, hello magazine pieces of crap because like mm -hmm. that's what's available to her. But like variety gave her power of women. Like she got respect. She gave a respectful interview. That's actually so true. Wait, are we flipping this Kelly's Mindless News on its head right now? Like you're right. People really, P Kelly Ripa like is a maven of talk television and she's an OG and she was like she really brought her show into the 21st century like that Regis show was like so old school and she kind of gets like no respect no no like when you think of like female titans of television you, you don't, don't think, of, think her. of her and you should no you're a hundred percent right and I think that's probably something that she struggles with being taken seriously like even you know when you first read this thing I like rolled my eyes like oh my god she's on the cover of Variety but like she's exactly the type of person who should yeah. be on the cover of Variety yeah why not Kelly no she's really the show is a major stop like for every major celebrity and press tour yeah hmm. shows get canceled all the time like it's so shows hard get, to, especially talk shows. Yeah. To get viewers, to retain viewers, to compete in that space like that. Morning programming is so, we've seen good mor it's morning. It's so glory. hard. We saw morning yeah. glory. We know how hard it could be. Right. And it really is like this cycle. Even people who you think are going to slay the house down, Meredith Vieira, Kris Jenner, Bethany, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So hmm. I think we need to put a little more respect on her name. I agree. She like fought her way out of the janitor's closet. Literally. Huh. Huh. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Kelly through a whole new lens. That's what a great interview could do. You're so right. But also a great podcast discussion. But it's, it's also what the right platform, like, you know, being on Variety will give you that sort of reputability. And maybe if we read her book, yeah. we would feel even more so this way. Yeah. But I'm reading so slowly these days. Me too. It took me three weeks to finish my last book, which was decent. Um, I'm dying to read Paris's book, but I have to start the Redheads book we record next week. Like I'm booked and busy, literally. Booked and busy. That's a good name for a reading podcast, Booked and Busy. What about for your book club? Because <gasps> we are so busy. And you're booked, obviously, once a month. I like it. 
you could say, you guys, Jackie came up with a really good name. For yeah, another way for me to like bring up. No, you could say, okay, I, you say I have the name for the book club. Like don't even mention me because I feel like that'll take away. Actually, like a lot of members of my book club listen to the podcast. So they'll see like the, the natural or authentic genesis of the name. Okay, I think they'll like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of had to be here. And luckily, you all were here for that. Yeah, thank God we record this. <laughs> are we still re- My cards are good. Okay, we're still recording. Thank God. Are you ready for our next story, which is some more TV news? Yes. Bachelor creator Mike Fleiss is exiting the franchise after 21 years. Oh, wow. Mike Fleiss announced the news on Tuesday in a statement congratulating season 27 lead Zach Shalcross and his new fiance, who, by the way, this is who won the show, Katie Bigger, on their engagement. Yeah, I saw a clip of them talking, and it was really, really special. I saw a photo, like a headline and a photo of their proposal with like a get the deets on the ring. Oh, I for, no, I watched them like a TikTok GMA did like they gave them placards and it was like who is the later sleeper you know and these people like so know nothing about each other it was painful it was not do you think that they are in love and and will last I don't I actually based on what I got from them and based on what people have said it's like Zach is a robot he's so vanilla and you know what she's like a really kind of beautiful simple girl I actually think it could work I really like want them to work I'm like in the mood for bachelor success yeah and a little redemption like it would take a lot for me to start watching again and the shows would have to be like cut down to like one hour 45 minutes yeah like I can't do two hours um but I don't know they're making changes I can't believe Mike Fleiss is leaving like that is that'd be like Andy leaving Bravo it's it's so monumental and I think it's a real indicator that the show is on its last leg. I mean, tell me tell me, this is not an indicator. Ready? I was mind blown. I came across that girl we were talking about last week who made it to the top four who was Jewish. Mm-hmm. I came across her Instagram and she was so... Oh, no, I came across... Yeah, her Instagram. And she did this like cute get ready with me. So I went to her page. Guess how many followers she has after being on the oh, top four? Less than 50,000. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. What? 120. Yeah, that's low. The oh. Bachelor himself, I was looking at his, like, is so low. I think it's less know, than for, that. For guys, it was always, like, less. I remember oh, if you made it. If you made it to the top four, like, I remember back with, like, Nick Vile's season, a lot of those girls ended up after the season reaching a million followers. So to be a top four and to be a favorite, everyone loves this girl, Arielle, um, and to not even crack 200, I think that's like a huge indicator of how much of the, the show's audience has fallen off. Yeah. The girl who won has 218. That's crazy. I remember distinctly like the Raven Gates, Rachel Lindsay. Like of course. Those, they, they, would some, they would be really near a million. Vanessa, they all were in like eight, 900,000 and eventually they hit a million. I wonder what they have on TikTok. Maybe like, cause these girls are more. That's a good question. Gen I saw her. Z. Like, cause yeah. they're, like, they're just younger girls. They're younger girls, and I think younger girls are watching, and they like gravitate towards following people on TikTok now. That's a good. Uh, she has forty thousand on TikTok. Mm. What does Zach have, or Katie? How do you spell Zach? What's his last name? Shall cross. Okay, he shall cross. Uh, I don't know if this is his page, but he has one post with 6,000 followers. 
Okay. Yeah, no, it's not doing what it was. But I don't think Mike Fleiss leaving means that it's over. I'm surprised Mike Fleiss has been around this long without getting canceled. He's so probably, like, we have heard crazy stories. Yeah, like, he's just, like, textbook. Like, the show Unreal, like, yeah, they get their inspiration from Mike Fleiss and his ways. So I think he's quitting while he's ahead. And the, the franchise is slowing down. So it's a good time to go. I can't believe he lasted this long without like actually having a major scandal canceled. Yeah. But see, that's how you like, that's why it is like unreal. Like it's so he's so powerful. Like, you know, contestants would never speak out against him. Producers would never. He's the almighty being. Like, if you want a career, if you want to go on Dancing with the Stars, like, remember what he did to Caitlin Bristow? Like, yeah. he could blackball you in a second. Yeah. I also think some contestants don't interface with him that much. Like, I feel like his power, like, Just comes, from, leads. comes from on high. And then, like, he that culture, like, disseminates from him to, like, top producers. And then, like, the producers produce. But it all kind of spreads out. And there's no one person to blame it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it starts from the top. Yeah, and he is the top. So if there's a toxic culture at The Bachelor, like, it comes from him. I can't believe he's leaving. Yeah, so we put out a statement saying, first and foremost, congratulations are in order for Zach and Katie. I wish them a long and happy life together. I want to thank WBTV and ABC for 21 extraordinary years. They found the perfect creative team for me to entrust the Bachelor franchise and keep this lightning in a bottle bold and moving forward. He will be replaced by new showrunners, Jason Ehrlich, Claire Freeland, and Bennett Grabner, who all have lengthy ties to the show. So I think it's just people getting promoted. Yeah, I mean, if they really wanted to shake things up and compete with like the Love is Blinds, Love Island, they would bring in like a whole new creative team. It sounds like it's just going to be more of the same watered down episodes until the show eventually ends. Yeah, but I think their ratings, like as far as they're not what they once were, but it, they're still got million in the middle. You know what I mean? Like their ratings are still enough for advertisers and yeah, all that. I think it would have wonder- been better to like bring in one new replacement who could freshen things up but it sounds like they don't want to freshen things up like they think their formula works and maybe it works for them it just doesn't work for you and I turdy okay wait so in terms of ratings this season averaged 0.81 that's 800,000 people in that demo in the 18 to 49 demographic which is key that's low that is low hold on I feel like I'm not reading that right it's impossible to read ratings. Oh my God, with the decibels. Just tell me how many people watched. Literally. Literally, I cannot read this. Oh, okay, wait. So explain. Okay, so yes. So the episode that was on literally two days ago, in the 18 to 49 demo, 0.63, but they had 3.4 million viewers. How does that make sense? I who else? Know. Who else is eighteen to forty nine? You know. Well, forty nine and up would be the majority of viewers. There's that so sound many right. people. Well, it says three point four million viewers. You're right, which is still for a cable show, excellent. Yeah, but maybe it's like 0.63 households, but then they account for like a number of people per house. It's all fraudulent. I really don't understand ratings. Ratings are fraudulent. Well, in March, or. And like, yeah, I last still week, record The Bachelor, so I'm part of that. Last week, they Variety wrote an article, The Bachelor hits multi-platform ratings high with their season 27 premiere. So it had a 2.39 rating, which I believe is 2.3 million. Okay. And that was a outperformance of the show's prior season. Hmm. 
Well, that's good. Yeah. See? There's yeah, some- it's still it's still considered good ratings. Like when you think about how many people watch like shows on Bravo, they're lucky if they hit like a million. But this is like basic cable. Va- that's right, 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 right. Something true. else. But yeah. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Tristan Thompson buys a mansion three houses down from his ex, Chloe Kardashian. Yeah. Tristan purchased a home just three doors down from his ex-girlfriend, Chloe, with whom he shares two children. In an aerial photo obtained by Page Six, the NBA player's new mansion can be seen within walking distance from the reality star's estate in Hidden Hills. He signed the deed for the $12.5 million house in December 2022. That is last December. Okay. Last Christmas, he bought this new house. I don't know why I feel like Tristan like doesn't have nearly enough money to live in the same neighborhood <laughs> because he's not a great basketball player. Yeah. So I'm just looking up what his salary. Okay, his oh salary. Let's see what his contracts were. Also, his house, like from the aerial photos, his house looks bigger than Chloe's. Much bigger. Like it's huge. So in 2021. When he was on the Kings, his salary was uh, one year six $6 million. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then he, I guess, got moved to the Bulls and he got a million dollars. And then prior to that, wow, actually, I take it back what I said. Uh, excuse me? This is, can't be right. What is Tristan it? Tristan Thompson. Okay, from his, he started his career on the Cavaliers. That's where we met him, remember? Yeah. 2011 to 2014. Oh, and he got, he got $16 million in those three years. Okay. Then he signed another contract with Cleveland for another four years, five years, excuse me, $82 million, which, yeah. he, which he literally, he played with them the full contract. So he got everything. And then in 2020, for one year, he went to, uh, two years, excuse me, he went to, what's that little Irish thing? Is that the Celtics. That? Celtics. 10 million, uh, excuse me, $20 million. Well, I take it back. Wow. I don't know yeah. why Ben, Ben always said he's like not a good basketball well, player, but what okay. the fuck does Ben know? I think he's not like Michael Jordan, but like Michael Jordan slash Kobe right. and LeBron. LeBron, they make hundreds of million dollars. And like, but he's a good enough basketball player to like be on the court. And like, that's what you make when you're like actually a playing NBA player. That's literally crazy to me. Crazy. And I think people just like to clown on him. So even if he was skilled, yeah. like- we wouldn't know about it, but that is crazy. And okay, I take it back. He can certainly afford. He can certainly afford. And he bought a really nice house. And even though I don't want him and Chloe to be back together, I don't know if they are back together. I don't care. I personally think this is so nice for their of course, kids. For the kids, of course. No, but people course, read this headline and they're like, he's stalking Chloe. Get away from Chloe. Like, and th- that they think it's like a bad thing. Even when Kanye did it, like, I didn't think that that was a bad thing. I think it's the best possible case scenario for children with separated parents. And by the way, I'm sure he didn't spell, spend $12 million on a house without getting Chloe's blessing. Yeah. Yeah, but. Because he's so, like, you know, grovelly up her ass, like. Yeah. But I think... He wouldn't do anything to make her mad. I mean, he does a lot of things to make her mad. Well, of course, of course. But when he's in his groveling phase, like, he's such, like, on the show, he's like, I just want to, like, earn your respect back, earn your trust back. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Why don't you just keep your dick in your pants and everyone will respect and trust you? Literally. This house is so nice, Claudia. I think it's so nice. Like, I'm never gonna, you know, be mad. I, I never want these two to ever be together ever again. But that doesn't mean that, like, now they have two kids together. Tristan has other kids. He needs, like, a nice house for all his kids. And to live, you know, next door to your half-siblings is lovely. Yeah, it's really nice. It's nice. I'm not going to clown on him. Me neither. 
Are you ready for our next story? Some unlikely fashion news. Unlikely fashion news? Succession fans are going wild for the ludicrously capacious Burberry tote that was mocked in the HBO show, and now everybody wants one. So when we did our (sighs) succession recap, we talked about how Tom mocked Greg's date's big-ass Burberry tote, and it turns out people were influenced. The search for Burberry tote has increased 300% since the episode aired. Wow. I mean, they. you know what? They weren't necessarily making fun of, like, the brand or the style of the bag, merely the size. <laughs> um, like he said, it was so big it would be slid across the floor in a bank robbery. <laughs> um which is so funny and you know what like good good on Burberry you know taking a negative and look what happened yeah it's not a great look for Burberry because even though it yes it's it's popularity like they do pride themselves on being like a very serious brand and like an elite uh like Shiv should be wearing Shiv should be wearing the bag not this interloper right who was like widely considered by everyone as like a poor person at the rich person's party yeah. So to associate like, that with Burberry, it was a choice. It was a it was a choice. And I actually it's not the choice that I would have made th- thought to make. Well, I think it's so, you know, obvious to do like Michael Kors or Coach. Like No. Even like Louis Vuitton. Yeah, like, because these are like wouldn't wear like an LV bag. Right, because these are like these aren't rich people. These are like 1% next level who yeah. would never be caught dead wearing a Gucci bag. Mm. It's like maybe Hermes, but that's it. Yeah, Hermes is kosher. I would have even thought like Burberry in some respects would be Because like if there actually are like, you know, more like muted, the very gaudy label first brands, rich people would never be caught dead wearing that. Yeah. So they actually could have used anything. You're right. And Burberry isn't even, Burberry actually can be like a very muted, understated, like elegant, tasteful. tasteful brand. Yeah, I agree. So it's surprising, but you know what? I actually, I don't know what this says about me, but I like the bag. I feel like they actually should have done like one of those Louis Vuitton Neverfalls. Yes. Because yes. it's so big, first of all. It's so commercial, like, uh, not commercial, pedestrian. Everyone has that bag. Yeah. And it might have been like a little bit more on the nose. Yeah. Cause and this it's bigger. isn't so bad, but it is the size of it, you know? Yeah. But I guess what they were saying was that like it wasn't even that big. But they saw it it as huge. Yeah. It wasn't even that big and yet it was too big. It's a hilarious uh, saga and I enjoy to see, you know, looking forward to see what happens, what happens next. Yeah. Agreed. But for now, the bag is doing well. Good, 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 good. And now it's time for our fifth and final much anticipated and hyped up story. McDonald's drops a new McFlurry flavor. Let me think. Because they have M&M and Oreo, right? That's it. And do they have Reese's sometimes? That's what I was just thinking. Sometimes. I feel like it's a seasonal edition. Yeah. So that means they go candy. Candy is their their theme. Or not candy. But like a, It's like a collab with like an Oreo. Um, mm. I would love for them to do like a Snackwell's devil food. But I digress. Too random. Too random. This isn't meant to be like a... A capsule thing. It's like no. a mainstay on the item. What is the item? What is the me- menu need to be balanced? Something like sweet, like sugary, like yeah. sour watermelon or something. No, freaky. No. What's freaky. a classic flavor for what is a McFlurry really? A sundae. No. Uh, milkshake. Yes. 
A sweet milkshake. Okay, I don't know. Just tell me. Strawberry shortcake. Ew. No, Ew. like a strawberry milkshake is so good. And the new flavor is strawberry shortcake, which features their signature creamy vanilla soft serve, strawberry flavored clusters, and a crispy buttery shortbread cookies. Oh. I'm sorry, but that sounds really good if that's what you're into that day. Like either you want chocolate milkshake or yeah, I get it. I chocolate get chocolate vanilla or strawberry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Oreo is actually like black and white because it has the cream and the yeah. And M and M McFlurries should be taken off the market. I don't agree. Because M&M's should not be in ice cream. Because M&M's should not get so cold that they're so hard. And then when you're having the soft ice cream and you have these tooth breaking items. You know so where I M&M's actually should disagree. be? I you disagree. know where M&M's should be? M&M's should be in popcorn where they get really hot and they melt a little and they just sort of blend into the popcorn. And it's so delicious. I think they're both good. I actually, when I get like Tasty Delight, I will often get mm. mini M&M's. I like when they get hard. It's like a crunchy little snack. It's soft. Oh, it's, it's hard. It's like a fucking jawbreaker. I like it. I like it. Wow, no, this conversation is starving. No, because I like it. Is no, what you're saying? because I like it. No, because I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> cold. Literally. Ice cold. Um, okay, strawberry shortcake. Not for me, but there's definitely a market for this. Um, and it does make sense thematically. Yes. There but definitely I, was a hole in the menu that I didn't see. There's a hole in the menu. Yeah, there was. But I think not enough people talk about the pies from McDonald's because I only had one for the first time a few years ago. Not a few years ago. Sorry, it was last year. Um, and I actually tried it on the Patreon for the first time when I was in Vegas because I ordered a McFlurry. And of course, on Uber Eats, the machine was broken. So he's like, I got you a pie because, you know, you paid for dessert. And I was like, OK. And it was like this strawberry pie. When I tell you it was so good, I dropped it on the floor and I kept eating it. It was so fucking good. Well, that's a really good endorsement. Yeah, so good. Even tastes good with floor on it. Yeah. So it will be available starting April 12th. Um, maybe you'll still be here and we can move on it. <gasps> yes. That's what the people need to see. Our review of the new milkshake. Right. We'll let you know if it's, I'm sure it's delicious, by the way. Like. Uh, it sounds good. Yeah. Um, so those were the past five stories. You certainly did not need to know them. Um, but. Have no fear. It's Wednesday. And that means Dear Toasters is here. Our weekly advice segment every Wednesday where we, you know, help out some girlies who are in need of our advice. If you ever want to write in, the email to write in is deartoasters at gmail.com. Try and keep it brief. You know, need to know information. Don't write us a whole Megillah because we're not going to write it. Um, and Dear Toasters is brought to you by Liquid Death. By now, you've probably seen Liquid Death, or maybe you've heard us talk about their mountain water and flavored sparkling water that look just like tall boys or beers. I actually drink uh, Liquid Death quite frequently on the toast. A lot of people think I'm drinking beer in the morning. No, it's sparkling water. Sometimes it's flavored. Sometimes it's the uh, the lime. Sometimes it's the, the plain. Not only does Liquid Death taste good and is so hydrating and wonderful, but you look so cool drinking it. Yeah. It's like, is that girl having a beer this morning? Is she having a beer pregnant? And so nope. now these insane Water. tall boys from Liquid Death are actually their new healthy iced teas. So all of the new iced teas um, are so delicious. They come in three flavors, Grim Leafer, Rest in Peach, and Armless Palmer. Um, 
they're really good. I actually am not even like a huge iced tea girl, but the Grim Leafer is so good. It's delicious. And again, it's just in a fun packaging. You know, people think Jackie's over here getting wasted, but she's actually just sipping on a nice iced tea. And I'm just look like hardcore. We have the rest in peaches here. We've been tearing through them and they're so delightful on a warm day. Um, they're unlike other iced teas that are loaded with sugar. They're slightly sweetened with six uh, grams of premium agave and only 30 calories. And they provide a microdose of 30 grams of caffeine per tall boy. They're also enhanced with B vitamins. So Liquid Death's new iced teas are available now with free shipping on Amazon and retailers near you. As an added bonus, the Toast listeners get 20% off their first Liquid Death apparel purchase available exclusively at liquiddeath.com slash toast. Exclusions may apply. That's liquiddeath.com slash toast. Great. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, turdy. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, turdy. Oh. Dear Jackson, Turdy Lou, love you girls. Started listening during Jackie's maternity leave and I haven't stopped since. I'm getting married in May and I'm doing all of the pre-wedding things. Hair extensions, nails, tan, Botox, etc. But here's my question. I've never gotten any injections in my lips, but when I smile really big, which I'm assuming will happen a lot on my wedding day, you can see all my gums. I'm planning on getting a lip flip exactly one month from my wedding to solve this issue. But again, this is something I haven't done before. Do I experiment four weeks before the big day or do I just look at my gums in all of my wedding photos? Please help a toaster with small lips. I'm inclined to say wait till after your wedding. You've went this long with your gummy smile and it didn't bother you enough to do something about it. There's no guaranteeing that you're going to like how you look. And then on the off chance that it's not what you want it to be, all of your wedding pictures are kind of like ruined by this. Instead, just like you'll never regret looking like yourself. Do you mm. know what I mean? No. I think you more. I speak from no, experience. I know. You want it. Yeah. You should change something that bothers you. But it's different than like having something removed. Like you can easily imagine. But I don't know what a lip flip is going to do for you. Well, you here's the question. Crazy. Here's the question. What do you think looks worse? Your gummy smile or a potentially weird looking upper lip? I think bad uh, plastic or bad injections or whatever is worse than than God's big gums. How much time do we have? Can you get a flip now and try it out? What about that? I'm all for like doing the most before your wedding because I did the least before my wedding and I hate my wedding photos. Not, I'm not for doing the unknown four weeks before your wedding when you, it didn't bother you enough to do it any, at any other time in your life. I'm kind of here for it. Do it after. But look like yourself. Like it's, it's much less risky to just look like yourself, the girl you know, the girl you love, the girl your husband fell in love with, than to maybe show up looking like some clown. You also could show up looking amazing, but you could look crazy. I don't know. Lip flips are so routine and they're really not are like they? a I don't, major. I've never seen a person that I know with one. I'm sure that you have. It's like a step below lip filler. Like it's just if you have like an upper lip that curls up. So what do they you, do? I don't know what they do, but like it flips your lip just like a little bit more up. I've seen a lot of people get it and it's like really not a big deal. Maybe, I don't know much about it. Maybe, I don't know. I think if you do like a ton of research, I don't know. I'm kind of here for it. I say do it. I say wait. Okay. Well, you have your answer. Are you a Jax or are you a Claude? Yeah. Stand off in the comments. What should this toaster do? Jax and Claude are split. They're headed for Splitsville. No, but it's like you... Yeah, I don't know if that's helpful to have both answers because you can like listen to either one of us and, and just go forth. You have our permission either way, technically. So that's good. 
Yeah, you have our permission either way, technically. And the thing is, either scenario, you might end up regretting doing it or not doing it, you know? Like, maybe you do it after your wedding and it looks so good and you're like, shit, I should have just done it. I think the chances of the regret levels will be higher if you do it and it doesn't go well than the regret levels of if you didn't do it and you do it after and you're like, oh, I wish I had done that for my wedding. But, like, it's better. This amount of risk is better, in my opinion. Yeah, no, if you want to be conservative, go with Jax. If you want to be kind of crazy, go with me. I don't get crazy before a wedding. I don't know. Weddings are overrated. It's, like, not that big of a deal. I know you just have, like, some... I have wedding wedding trauma. Wedding regrets. Yeah. Regrets. She has a few. But then again, not too few to mention. No. Shall we? I am always am. One. Not getting my moles removed. Two. Not getting my my chin surgery. Three. Not like stopping eating one fucking thing that was in my way. Like I just ate my way up until my wedding day. I didn't give a shit. And in a way, I'm like in awe of how little I gave a fuck. I actually like have respect. Because you know, no matter who you are, everyone wants to look their best on their wedding day. And you know, everybody, you know, cuts out, you know, a few things here and there. Not me, bitch. I was just coasting. And now I look back because I look so different And I'm like annoyed, but a part of me is like, I was so free. Like I really didn't give a shit. And you know what? There's such power in that. I really actually believe that. Like I had so much fun. Like, I don't know. Well, that I was going to say what's for. Sorry. I didn't have fun at my wedding, but I'm just talking about at that time in my life. Like I didn't, I I wasn't self-conscious about how I looked. Like I was really happy. Yeah. And I didn't let, I think a lot of people when they, you know, get to the, a higher weight, they let it start to like impact their life, their ability to live a full life. You know, they stop going to things or like they don't put themselves out there because they feel self-conscious, which is totally normal. And I'm just in awe of the way, like I didn't give a fuck. You know, the way I acted, no you would have thought I looked given. like fucking Giselle. Like, yeah. and I'm sorry, like that's fucking cool. Like I, I respect myself for that. Agreed. So there's, there's, you know, beauty in, in, the, in the chaos. And then another regret is like just not having fun at my wedding. I was so like involved in the planning. It's like, bitch, you have a whole team of planners. Back off. Yeah. And even like you could be, you should be so involved in your wedding planning, but you have to on the day of your wedding. Let go. Let go. Tell everyone around you, do not bother me with one thing. I don't care if the venue is on fire. Don't tell me about it. This is not my problem. This is everyone else's problem. And you need to enjoy your day. That's my advice for brides. Yeah, it's some of the most amazing advice you'll ever uh, The give. venue's on fire? Call the fire department. Like, not right, my problem. Figure it out. Wait, also, like, what am I supposed to do? Am right, I a firefighter? Use deductive reasoning. Okay, the place is on fire. Should I A, call 911, B, tell this useless girl who's not going to help the bride, or C, none of the above? A. Yeah, and you either have a bridesmaid, a wedding planner, a someone on your team who is in charge of things yep. that day. Yep. And it's not going to be you. So yep. let someone else decide where we should have it instead of this burned down venue. Yep. What about where you're sitting right now? Yep. It's, it's not on fire. Right. All right, next up. Hey, Jackson Claude. Obsessed with both of you. Thanks so much for giving us premium content every day. It truly gets me through some days. Here's my dilemma. I'm 29 and my hair has been going gray since my early 20s. I'm at the point where my roots are almost fully gray. I've made so I've made as much peace with it as I can because it's genetic and there's really nothing else I can do, but it's still a big insecurity of mine. I get my I get my roots dyed every 6 weeks to keep it looking like my natural color. 
My issue is that one of my best friends always points out my roots once they've grown in for like a month or so and asks me when I'm getting them done. I don't think she does it to be mean, but it's like, bitch, I am aware that it's grown out and she knows I go to get it touched up frequently. What would you say to your friend to get her to stop pointing out the grays without coming off like an insecure wench? Oh. Also, I know you have you guys have perfect hair, but have any of your friends dealt with premature graying? What tips and tricks do they have? Any advice would be so appreciated. Love you girls. Sincerely, a gray girly. On the latter half, I personally don't know anyone who has dealt with early graying. So if anyone in the comments has personally dealt with it or like has good tips and tricks, I feel like root spray is like such an easy way to touch up like, you know, before you see before you have your appointment, but you're like going out to lunch. Root spray I've heard is great. Um, but any comments who can help just help this girl out with like the with the aesthetic part but now with the friend part yeah too yeah because actually so funny like literally two days ago Zach and I were sitting next to each other he was like looking at my hair funny he mm. was like I was like what and he was like I think you have some grays and I was like oh it's not what I thought you were gonna say and I know ne- like I I've never noticed them I mm. think I was trying to then see them, but I also had just put a lot of product in my hair that was white, so I think Dry that's shampoo. what it was. It didn't bother me, though. I would have been more interested if I had grazed than insecure because it's not something that, like, is a, one of my insecurities, but clear for this person it is. And what a fucking bitch your friend yeah. is. It's like, does she not have one insecurity or one thing that, like, it's off about her, not conventional, that she doesn't know how it feels to be told, like, oh, you're this is bad? Like... She must be so perfect and really because I can't understand someone who would call out someone else's flaw. Like I really, and it's not like you don't have eyes. Yeah, and I don't think this is a situation where you need to like sit down and and tell her. I think it's a tit for tat. Oh, you have some hair growing in. Oh, thanks, Rachel. You got a big pimple on your nose. You're going to do something about that? I know a great facialist. Okay, but that's also, that comes off a little. um, Sometimes the only way to make someone see themselves is to hold up a mirror. Literally. Yeah, but like an eye for an eye and the whole world is blind, Turdy. Good. If I'm blind, everyone else should be. I know. I'm just, I'm trying to think how we could be effective here. Because she's also your friend. No, but she has hurt you. And she I'm has. all for revenge. Like, you hurt me. I hurt you. I know, but you could also hurt her by like turning it around on her and being like, girl, you think I don't know? You know that I touch up my roots every six weeks. Like, okay, so you caught me on the one day that my roots aren't in. I do not need a reminder. I see myself in the mirror more than you see me. Can you please shut the fuck up? Like, I yeah. would just put her in her place just Yeah, maybe once. come at her. Come at her. Not Don't sit her down and be like, it really hurts my feelings. Come at her. Yeah, and like... Be a little aggressive. Be a little aggressive while also like you're the victim in this situation. Like make her feel bad because there's nothing worse than feeling like you did something wrong. Like then knowing that you did something wrong, that you hurt someone and you just have to sit there with your bitchiness. Yeah. 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 And be like if it really, if you really can't help but say something, then I guess I won't see you until after I've had my root touch up appointment. I'll see you every six weeks. Yeah. Like, what a fucking bitch, honestly. Right? No, I'm like mad. Well, right back in. What are her flaws? No, her life is so perfect and her, right. her face and her hair and her body is so perfect that, she, Start doing it that to her. she obviously doesn't know how it feels to have someone like call out your insecurities. She has she's, none. She's obviously like a deeply insecure person because really only miserable people do that. Like I would never, there's a difference between calling it out when you think like, like maybe if you like, okay, if Ben has like a pimple on his back, he can't see it. So I have to tell him, mm-hmm. but it's like your roots, you, you have a mirror, like you, you're, there's no way you don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I'm, I so am cannot relate to someone who would do who would call something out like that. That I actually think that it because like I I would know how it feels to of course be told like there's something 
awry that you clearly know about. So I actually think it must be because she doesn't know how it feels to have someone say that to her. So say it. No, she doesn't know how it feels to have someone like call out an insecurity where you like feel weird and then you yeah. would never do that to someone else. So she should do it to this girl so this girl knows how it feels. That's the only way she'll learn. No, I like I like just giving like just fucking lighting yeah. her up. Yeah, like give her a knife. Yeah. You turn, you whip your head and you say, girl, you think Snap. I don't have eyes? I know, you Snap. know I've been going, you know I've been struggling this, this with this since my early 20s. Like I don't need you to tell me every single time that you see a gray hair. Because by the way, we won't be able to have other conversations because duh, I've got a lot of gray hairs coming in. I get my roots touched up every six weeks. If you can't help but say something every time you see gray hair, then I guess I can't see you until the day I have my root touch up and I'll see you that afternoon. Good day, sir, bitch. I said good day. Got him. Got him. All right. Our third and final is an update. So I will read her original submission. For those who remember a little while ago, um, this girl wrote in. She was humiliated that she had met her and her uh, husband's extended family at a wedding. And it was going great. But she found out afterwards she had been walking around with like a big old period stain the entire time. Everyone knew her husband didn't tell her. And she was just mortified. And she didn't know what to do. Um, we then told her that, you know, Perspective is everything. Change, shake it up the way you look. Maybe, okay, it's not embarrassing that you had a period stain. You were flaunting your fertility. You are a Showing queen off. amongst commoners. You are his wife. You are going to give him babies. Like, it's a power move just to change your perception, you know? Mm -hmm. Here's what she wrote in. Jackson Turd, reaching out with a very happy update. I am the toaster who unknowingly got her period while meeting my husband's extended family for the first time. My husband thought it was best to not tell me and let me prance around with the bloody stain on my dress all day, which was humiliating. And I didn't share this in my original post, but getting my period also sucked because it meant I sadly still wasn't pregnant after trying for almost a year. Oh. Well, that was the last time I got my period. I got pregnant right after that trip and I just delivered a beautiful baby girl. So now I'm not the wife with a period stain, but rather the wife who delivered the family's first grandchild. You guys were right. I guess I was flaunting my fertility. <laughs> Love you too. Thank you for going through this journey with me. Oh man, not me crying. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. At first I was feeling bad because I was like, oh, you're flaunting your fertility, but she was having a hard time getting pregnant. Right. Um, but no, plot twist. There's a babe now. And you know what? That's life. You can't have a baby without a period, okay? So next time everyone gets a period saying, oh my God, yeah, I'm a human. I'm a woman. I'm taking care of repopulating this earth. Eat my ass, bitch. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, slob? Sitting on the couch <laughs> eating Netflix? Yeah, eating Netflix. You know what I mean. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Love they a happy ending. nothing, turd. Love a toaster, uh, giving birth to a baby crouton. It's everything. It really really is and now I'm sure you missed that period and now you have your dress you can look back on what you could take your dress out of the closet because you miss it because it's stained from your period I don't get it like Wait. you have like now when you don't have your period like you have your baby like you missed like not being pregnant yeah and now you can look back on your last period because it's right on your dress right now you should frame it like, don't take the dress to the dry cleaners. Do what Monica Lewinsky did when, you know, Bill Clinton ejaculated on her dress. Keep it as a momentum. Memento. Yeah. yeah. The last time it was just the two of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give it to your husband for his birthday. Yes. It's I love. It's so romantic. It's so romantic. That's everything. We are um, romantics, Turdy and I. At the end of the day, we are nothing if not hopeless romantics. Hopeless. 
Definitely Baby, we're the new quiz. romantics. Come and come along with me. Toasty is our is national, national anthem. anthem. We sing it proudly. We're too busy toasting to get knocked off our feet. Baby, we're the new romantics. The, the best. Be no, I got it. The best people in life are toasty. I, it wasn't great. I was a like, I, I one syllable the off. The best people in life are Steve. So much better. Shit, I should have just let you do it instead of bulldozing over you with my bad idea. It's okay. That's how the collaboration process works. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and maybe you need like a truly bad idea to appreciate a good one. <laughs> yeah, you need to hear it wrong first so you can be certain that what you've got is right. Jax, that's sure. beautiful. Oh, thank you, turd. And that is also our show. Thank you so much for <sighs> listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Digital Public Radio, Ivory Cast Fox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Vanessa Chosen, Fifth Story, we would have beautiful stunning and wickedly talented we are. Rick. We are back to bar with our final show of the week. So make sure you head over to patreon.com slash toast so you never miss out on a day of content. We love you dearly. Dearly, dearly. Love ya. And we'll see ya. Bye. And we'll see ya tomorrow. Because we love ya. Bye. <laughs>